0: Masterpiece Women, this is Tina Rains, and welcome back to the Masterpiece Women podcast. Today, I am so thrilled to be with you, and I just want to remind you, if you haven't registered February 3rd, we are going to have an incredible summit here in South Florida, but we did just open up the virtual um, opportunity for that. We have Ray Higdon speaking, we have Gonzalo Zubieta, we have Elise Vasquez-Warner, all who are renowned international speakers. So we are super blessed. Um, they're going to be bringing in tons of wisdom about communication with your team, with your family, um, how to create processes that work, how to impact the marketplace for Christ. So if you haven't registered, you want to definitely get registered today because it's going to be incredible. And as always, we look forward to seeing you there and you're welcome to promote your um, vendor have a vendor table and share your products with the world as well. So, today I am super blessed to have Adrian Hill with me today. Welcome Adrian. Thank you so much for having me Tina. I'm excited to hang out with you and your audience and and talk all things God
1: and business and
0: I is- love it. Well, Adrian Adrian has a wealth of knowledge. I just met her just recently and thought, "Oh my gosh, I just love this woman and she needs to be on our podcast." So, she built a career in corporate America. And she managed multi-million-dollar launches to Fortune 500 companies. She has a wealth of experience. She um, now is working with um, people who are seeking to launch their businesses and um, coaching them. And so, Adrian, welcome. I'd love for you to share your story with the ladies.
1: Hi. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be here because I kind of made this really interesting shift from helping like huge corporations to launch. And at some point, I think it was like right around the time I hit 30, I just thought I'm made for more. And I I don't think I'm supposed to work for someone else. I think I'm supposed to work for myself. And I think I'm supposed to do something completely different. I just felt God calling me into something else. And, um, I decided I would rather help the little guys to launch, you know, like individual entrepreneurs and small businesses and, you know, take all that knowledge I had learned from corporate and apply all the parts that make sense into online business. So that's the short story.
0: (laughs) Of course, there's a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) So what was that moment? Like when you knew that the Lord was calling you to pivot, like, what was that like? Because I hear that all the time from women that, um, I deal with it. I feel like I need to reinvent myself, but they're scared oftentimes. And so they don't make that pivot. They don't make that shift. Tell me a little bit about how God showed you and how you chose to do it and what that, how that proceeded. Yeah. It's
1: interesting because it started with
0: just like this little whisper, this tiny
1: little whisper in the back of my mind, this tiny little nudge. And I'm like, what is this? You know, just kind of like, I don't have time for that. I'm I'm busy, you know? (laughs) um but it just didn't go away i kept getting the nudge and i kept getting the nudge and i kept getting the whisper and i thought okay i mean i i kind of need to listen to god here right like i need to swallow my pride and and be willing to push past the fear and what he started doing in my life he started highlighting cuz we're humans and he i mean he knows us right he he knows how we think he knows how we work he knows we're yes, never going <laughs> to he knows we're never going to make a shift unless the pain of staying where we are is worse than a pain of making a change. Absolutely. And so he started pointing out to me all the little things happening in my workplace, in, in the meetings I was having, and the strategies they were using, and the relationships I had, all the little things where he was like, this is not what I have for you. Don't you want something more than this? Don't you want something better than this? You know?" And he just started pointing out all those things where he was like, this is not what I have for you. And eventually they piled up and they there was enough of them that I was like, I'm willing to make, make a change and start learning something new, even if it terrifies me, right? Like I just couldn't ignore it anymore. And um, I always talk about with entrepreneurs, there's always four hurdles that we have to go through over and over and over again. The first is always fear. There's not a single person who has started a business who is fearless. And they were just like, Oh, well, I'm going to go and touch everything. And it'll just turn into a million dollars. Like return. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I always say, do it scared. <laughs> Cause you're going to be scared. I promise Just
1: do it. <laughs> You're going to be scared no matter what. So just embrace it, move past it. Right. Um, And so, yeah, it was just listening to the little nudges and, and and when he started to highlight things, like once God starts showing you things, once you see, you can't unsee.
0: Amen, girl. I'm so with you. Yeah. So I trusted
1: and he continually asks me to do things that terrify me and I just roll
0: with it. I love it. So I'm curious. You talked about the four things. You said fear was one of them. What were the other three? Well, the second one is always having a
1: willingness to invest in yourself, whether you're investing time, whether you're investing money, or whether you're investing energy or even belief and faith. Like the minute you get over the fear hurdle, you know, the fear hurdle <laughs> that's always the second thing right? And tons Mm. of people are just too afraid or they're stuck in lack and scarcity mindset, and they're unwilling to invest in themselves. Once you get past that one, the next one is always personal leadership. You have to have the personal leadership to show up every day, to do the work, even when it's not sexy, even when no one is noticing you or acknowledging (laughs) you, even when the results aren't showing up yet, right? Like if you were your own boss And you had to give yourself a performance review today and review your performance over the last month. And you only had two choices, hire myself again, or fire myself. Where are you sitting? What would you
0: do? Yeah. Let's be honest
1: here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's always hurdle three. And hurdle four is grit and resilience. How do you show up when everything goes wrong? Mm. Oh, I love those. That's the biggest indicator of success. And the thing about these four hurdles, you never encounter them just once and you're like, "Oh, done with all four. Now I'm on easy street." It's like, "No, they find weird and interesting ways to show up again and again and again."
0: Absolutely they do. I love that. Well, so now as you did pivot and you talked about him giving you those small voice and you just knew, um how how did that go when you first started? Like did you have instant success or did you, did it take you a while to really get revved up and to be successful like you are now?
1: Yeah. He sent me on a really interesting journey and I have to tell you, I, I don't think I've seen a single person where this doesn't hold true. So I feel pretty comfortable saying that this is, this is just a fact of life. Um, you, you have to fail and be terrible before you're going to be good at it and succeed.
0: Oh yes, girl. 100%. Perfect. Right. I, I always felt like I had this one program that I had that I created when I first started creating programs and my videos are actually really, really sad. And I keep it that way. And I haven't changed them because I want women when they see them to see, you know what, even in this imperfection, you got great content out of it, but the videos aren't great. The, the mm-hmm. actual technology, I had no idea. I couldn't even figure out how to do the zoom and none of that,
1: you oh, know, yeah. Oh yeah. And so, um, I spent the first six years, what I call riding the struggle bus. And I basically learned all the things not to do. Right. And then right around the six year mark, when I finally, and I had to crush a lot of limiting beliefs, right? Like because of my corporate background and my experience, I I used to be an engineer. So weird. I can't believe that was my life. It feels like a lifetime ago. I had, I had all this great background experience and knowledge and education. I thought, I can figure this out myself. I was so wrong. (laughs) I didn't know what I didn't know. And so a big part of my shift was just swallowing my pride and realizing I'm not going to figure it all out myself. I need to hire a coach. Right. Absolutely. Um, And the instant I did that, everything changed. There was also this interesting point in time where God tested my heart. Um, He was testing me to see whether or not I was willing to trust him and let go of comfort and security. And to a certain extent, my sense of identity to follow his path. So it was about a year before my business actually took off. He tested my heart. I was doing my very first Bible study ever. And in the middle of the Bible study, it was talking about how you'll have these moments where God draws close to you and he puts you through a test. And they were describing what that looks like and feels like. And I thought, "Mm, I've never, I've never actually been there. I don't think, you know, and I immediately heard him say to me, you will be when I take your job away next week. Wow. Say what? Like, (laughs) right. I had built this like massive career. I was super successful. And I was like, say, say what again? You know, the following Tuesday I got laid off. Wow. But because I knew it was his plan, like everyone else getting laid off was terrified. They were scrambling to like reapply for any job they could find in the company, taking huge pay cuts, like whatever. And I was just like, okay, we're doing this. Like, see you later, right? And it was funny because he tested me again and again. Every single manager, director, vice president and president in the company reached out to me and said, are you sure you don't want to stay? Are you sure you don't want to apply for this job? Are you sure we can't lure you into doing this thing? Are you you sure? But because God told me, I was like, yeah, I'm good. See you later. Like, bye. Like, yeah, I'm willing to let go of all this security and all this safety. If it's part of your plan, sure. You know? Um, And that was a really interesting test too, because had I not done that, had I not shown that I was willing to give up, you know, like a lot of us try to hold on to things. No, God, don't take that. Anything but that. Because I showed him I was willing to give up and go out of my comfort zone. I think that's why he's blessed my business so much, to be honest.
0: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. So now one of your favorite things to teach about is how to attract an audience and how to build that audience. I'd love to hear a little bit of how you teach women to do that. Cause I do think you, you made a really great point. So many people teach how to build your social media, but they Mm -hmm. don't know what to do from there. Like oftentimes, what do people do from that point forward? So I would love for you to share with the women, some of your tips and tricks that you coach on. Mm -hmm. And I, this is one of those
1: areas where you'll find, you know, a dime a dozen, as far as business coaches that will teach you how to launch your business and get off the ground. And 99% of them will teach you to use social media. Again, God positioned things in my life in a very interesting way that kind of pushed me away from that space and forced me to learn a completely different way to do it. Um, And it is such a blessing now. And I'm so so glad because honestly, 95% of people struggle to build an audience on social media. And even if they are working with a business coach, because those business coaches kind of struggle too, right? Because here's the thing, even if a business coach is really successful on social media and they have a huge following, they probably built it from things they were doing two or three years ago. Well, every two to three years on social media shifts and what was working back then doesn't work anymore. So it's it's almost impossible to find someone who actually is like on the pulse of what's working now and has their stuff together well enough to actually teach other people at the same time. Right. So I was kind of forced to find a way to build an audience that didn't rely on social media. And it's part of what makes me so unique, and it's it's it. I swear it's a God thing again. Um, so I actually don't use social media at all. Only this year have I started leveraging it, and I'm like, mm, I kind of hate this. Like to be totally honest, I don't like content creation. It's such a time <laughs> suck. Um, and so for anyone who's watching this or listening to this, who's thought like, man, I really want to build a business, but I hate the idea of like putting myself out there every day, every single day on my calendar is content creation, content creation, content creation. Like there is another way, right? And so it's, and it can be so fun too. So I um, gets, I wanna take you guys back to 2020. We're in the height of the pandemic, right? Everything's falling apart. Everyone's working remotely and just trying to figure out what the heck is going on, dealing with our cabin fever, right? Um. I was so on fire for this strategy that that I'll tell you guys about. I was in so much belief that it had come to me for a reason and it had come from God that during the pandemic, I planned my launch and I planned a wedding at the same time. And I launched my business the day after my wedding. Oh my, that's how, that's how much belief I was sitting in. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was it was interesting. So I basically looked at like so I was a project manager in corporate America. I managed these multi million dollar launches for these massive brands, um, and I kind of looked at everything. I was like, how would a project manager launch an online business? Like, what are all the best bits and pieces that I could grab from this corporate career that actually would apply to online business? And yeah, there's a lot that I threw in the trash. Like there's a lot, there's a reason I wanted to leave corporate, right? But I took all the best pieces and I thought, how would a project manager launch? And the the, the reality of it is a successful project manager never relies on themselves to do all the heavy lifting by themselves. They rely on the power of a team. They create leverage with many people playing many roles. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm just launching for the first time. It's not like I can hire a big support team to do this for me, but what would be an equivalent concept of creating leverage? And so what I did is I hosted an online virtual summit. I invited, so it's very similar to the one you're doing coming up here in just a few days, right? Except I invited 20 speakers and they all spoke on a range of topics that could help entrepreneurs get their businesses off the ground. And from that one event, I earned over ten thousand dollars and signed my first ten clients in two weeks.
0: That's awesome, and
1: That's I didn't have really to like social
0: media at all. Yeah, wow, I love that. That's excellent. Yeah, hmm. yeah you know it's interesting. We had that conversation the other day, and you get you gave me a couple really great pointers in just a few minutes because I haven't been in that space. I do. um, I do do this, the summits, but we have never done them virtually. We've always done them, you know, locally. And now because I'm traveling quite a bit, I'm like, okay, we, we need to look at that. So I look forward to speaking in yours in April. And, um, we've already started talking about even, um, our summit that we're having in April, maybe converting that into a virtual because we are, you know, getting, getting people to events, in a physical realm these days seems to be a lot more difficult than it used to be as well. And, um, social media is awesome and I've had some pretty big success on social media, but I can't say that I've ever had a day like that. So right. Like (laughs) when when you're promoting for it, where are you promoting it at? Like, do you, are you leveraging all of their databases? Is that how you're able to create Uh that? So in the example of that, that very
1: first one I did, I had 20 speakers and all 20 speakers invited all of their audiences, everyone on their email list and everyone on their social media followings. And so we had over 150,000 people being invited to this event. I didn't have to create a single piece of content and I didn't have to spend a penny on ads.
0: That's excellent. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: As I've moved forward, that that was my very first one, and like I said, I brought in about ten thousand, signed my first ten clients. It was a great way to get a business off the ground. Since then, I've earned anywhere from ten to ninety four thousand dollars from a single summit.
0: Wow, that's excellent. There mm-hmm. you go. That you go. that must be the way to go. <laughs>
1: All about social that. media.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. You know, and I. So it's interesting because I'm, I'm writing a little ebook. And one of the things I was writing on this morning was about collaboration. The best way, and even the book, actually, now that I'm thinking the book that I wrote a chapter in, my chapter was on collaboration. It was talking about how, remember when um, Peter was, the Lord told him, like, cast your nets. He's like, what? Like, I've been doing this all night. It didn't work. And he goes, no, just cast your net. So he cast the net and what happens, the whole boat's about to tip over because he casts it and it fills up with all these fish. Well, he could never do it by himself. He could have never brought in that fish by himself, but he got all of the guys around him to come help him. And together, as they collaborated, they brought in this huge, massive thing of you know, um, fish. And it was such a, what you just said, just reminded me of that story in the Bible of when we listen to the Lord, number one, then number two, we collaborate with others. The impact is massive. Oh yeah. And that, that is exactly what that scripture is about. Exactly what you described that you're doing. So that is, that is really, really a cool um, process. And just thinking through that, I'm like, Hmm, you've got my wheels turning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we've helped, we've helped tons of people do this now. And what I love about leveraging this
1: type of strategy is, you basically like a lot of people you think it's hard to grow social media followers. It's hard to grow an email list. Yeah. And your email list is your most, most valuable asset. Um. So what most people do is they're like hustling themselves to death on social media to try to entice people onto their email list, or they're paying like huge amounts of money to run ads, to try to get people on their email list. And it takes like years to even build one that's like has 5,000 people on it. Um, with this strategy, you get paid to grow your email list. Mm, that's so, what that's. yeah. So, like that first one that I did, I got paid ten thousand dollars to add one thousand subscribers to my email list.
0: Wow! And how many people, when they when they sign up for these, actually end up? coming to your events what I find a lot of people like in on LinkedIn and things like that they'll sign up for things and then they never show up oh you know that's a great question that's that's
1: an issue across the board no matter what kind of strategy you're using is these days people's attention spans are shorter and shorter they have every intention of attending when they first sign up and then life happens right one of their kids gets injured playing sports you know, their dog gets sick and is having diarrhea all over the house. And then their husband has a work trip and then they just forget, right? Like it happens to all of us. Um, But what I've seen, I've seen something really interesting. I always, I'm always looking at analytics. Like maybe it's the previous engineer in me. I just can't quite beat it out of me, you know? Um, So I'm looking at the email analytics from these events and on average are like the average open rate for an email is about 20%, right? Mm -hmm. During these events, my my average open rates range from 40 to 70% open rates. Wow, that's great. And then I always look about one year after each event, and I look to see how many of those people have stayed on my email list after the event. It's roughly 75% of people who stay on the list. Wow, that's excellent. That's yeah. really good. So as to exactly how many people are watching every day, it's kind of hard to say, but I, I think it's a pretty high percentage.
0: Wow. That's excellent. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I may, I may very well do that, that conference in April online. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have to give it a try. And, and what I love about this
1: is it's like, I just host four of these events per year and I don't really need to make content creation a normal part of my life. I just focus on four events a year and it sends in all the clients we need. And the great thing about it, a lot of the work to set up one of these events, it's stuff you can do behind the scenes, in your pajamas, no makeup, snuggling your puppies, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, And so it's just, it's like, it's a great lifestyle fit for anyone who who sees all the content creation people are doing and kind of cringes a little
0: inside and goes,
1: do I have to? It's like, no, you don't have to, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's excellent. Very good. Well... Now you have my wheelchair. I'm sure you have every woman on this call's wheels turning as well. So, who was who was that mentor, and what did they share with you when you said you're going to step out? And I remember that feeling going from the corporate, um, you know, being. I remember for myself, it was a little bit different. I stepped out from being um, the CEO of a company and building a you know huge company to being a missionary, climbing crazy mountains. And I was so nervous about that. And I went through the same transition. I remember that. And I remember having mentors that stepped in and helped me. And a few of them gave me some really solid pieces of advice that helped me through that transition. What would you say that in your transition, like what was that one piece of aha moment advice that they gave you that helped propelled you forward that you might share with the audience? Um,
1: Oh, that's such a hard question because there's so many layers, right? There's always layers to building your business, but honestly, I think, especially when it comes to leveraging events like this and, and truly getting the most out of them, it's not something you want to just wing it and try to figure it out yourself, honestly, because you'll probably find a lot of people out there, summits are either people don't know they exist or they've heard of them and they've heard like bad reviews or they've tried them and they haven't gotten great results. And it's because tons of people see the concept and they're just, they're just like, oh, I'm going to wing it. I can figure this out. But the devil's in the details. You really do. If you're going to, if you're going to have an event like this, like you want to set it up properly. Like if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, don't just try to right. wing it. Right. Um, so I think that's the biggest piece of, of, of advice. And that was, I mean, that was the turning point of me struggling for six years to me finally getting success is when I recognized I'm not going to figure it all out myself. I should just work with a coach and do it Right. And that was exactly when everything changed for me.
0: Mm, That's awesome. I love that. Very good. So tell us a little bit about um, your coaching. Is it a group coaching? Is it individual coaching? How does that work for you, Adrian? Yeah, so I have a handful of different group coaching programs to help
1: um, people on their path of this entrepreneurial journey who might be at different phases. So typically like the network marketing audience, They're kind of in that learning phase. For a lot of people, that's where people learn the ropes of of how to start a business, right? It's kind of like the training ground for the newbies, if you will. Um, I teach them in a group coaching program, how to leverage a very simple, easy to set up, one day summit, just so they can kind of learn the basics and mechanisms of it. And they can get anywhere from 100 to 250 leads in a week. Now for the network marketers who generally struggle with finding leads anywhere, much less hundreds of them. Like this blows their mind. They love it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, Then I have another container for people who are building more like coaching businesses or service-based businesses, maybe consulting, that kind of thing. Um, I teach them how to put together a summit properly from start to finish. And this one's like a bigger summit, kind of like the first one I did somewhere between 20 and 30 speakers um, to get the biggest email list build possible. And then I have a a third coaching program for people who are further along. They want to learn how to do summits, but they don't want to do it themselves. They're like, listen, I'm far enough along in business that like I have a team for that. Can can the team just help me with this? Right. So I allow them to not only add themselves into the portal, but add a few team members so they can just delegate parts of the training to various team members and kind of be more hands-off with it. Um, and then we even offer a done for you service where we'll just plan your entire summit start to finish with my planning team so that you're getting the best quality possible. Because at this point, my team, we've done dozens and dozens. And um, maybe again, because of my engineering and launching background, we have like, it is a well-oiled machine. It is like, like it it's, it's amazing how it comes together. And then it allows people to be totally hands-off, which you know, which is nice if you're farther along and you can, you can do that kind of thing.
0: That's awesome. Well, you know what, I, I'm going to definitely keep all, put all of your links down below so the ladies can check it out because I do think that it is a great way for ladies that are building an online presence to engage and to build their, their businesses as well. So tell me, you know, one of the things that we talked about a little bit, um, now and even previously is mindset. Talk a little bit about that to the women who are considering um, starting their own business or even connecting with you or connecting with, um, you know, starting a company. What do you do in relationship to to help them with their mindset? Because that's really the biggest thing, right? Is overcoming those four steps you discussed. Talk a little bit about Um, tools that you provide for that?
1: Yeah, it's huge. Every single one of our programs has a a mindset component to address the stuff going on up here because you can have the best strategies in the world, but if your thoughts up here are garbage, like garbage in, garbage out, right? So the world is basically just a big mirror. Whatever you're putting out is what you're going to get back, right? And whatever your level of belief is, is what you're what your results will come in at. So it really is, you have to learn to think like the the future successful version of yourself.
0: Mm. And you
1: have to learn to make decisions not based on your circumstances now, but based on, okay, like, let's say you're trying to scale a business to six figures. What would the six figure version of myself do with this question or with this challenge or with Mm. this circumstance? right? You have to learn to think and behave like your future successful self to become your future successful self. And so, you know, there's certain coaching techniques and, and, and like ways of helping people to unpack those thoughts and become aware of those thoughts um, to help them see for themselves. Cause that's the thing about mindset work. You can tell someone all day long and they're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But you almost, you, you have to come to the realization yourself in your own mind, like some of these things, someone can tell you, but it doesn't click until it clicks in here, mm. right? And so a lot of times it's just repetition. Um, you know, you have to repeatedly learn how to rewire your thoughts and rewire your thoughts. And it's, I always say that like, it's kind of like building a muscle, right? You, the first time you pick up the the, the weights, you're like, dang, I'm weak, you know, <laughs> like this is embarrassing. <laughs> Um, but the second, third, fifth, 22nd time you pick it up, like, it doesn't even feel heavy, heavy anymore. Right. Same thing with rewiring your thoughts. Um, it's, it's really repetition of, of catching yourself and the thoughts that don't serve you and rewiring them and choosing consciously choosing to think about them in a different way and to view them a different way. Um, and for a lot of people, the reason I love group coaching programs so much for a lot of people they actually have the biggest epiphanies, not when they're getting coaching themselves, when they're watching someone else receive the coaching. Hmm. All of a sudden, it's like the light bulb goes off and they're like, I get it. You know, it's really
0: interesting. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That makes total sense. Total sense. Wow. I love that. That's excellent. Well, so tell me about you personally, Adrian, you just got married. Do you have kids yet? Um, I do. I have two adult kids. They're long out of the house. So it was interesting.
1: The year we got married, we also became empty nesters.
0: Nice. This is like,
1: not the worst thing. I mean, I had kids super young. Okay. But it's, it's cool. Cause then I was free at 40. We're free to do what we want. Um, so yeah, we got married in 2020 and of course, middle of a pandemic. So we couldn't take a honeymoon. Then my, my husband actually had like a year and a half long battle with cancer.
0: Oh, that's True. right.
1: We couldn't We couldn't really do anything. He was just trying to live, you know, and now he finally got a clean bill of health and in a week and a oh half, God. we're taking our honeymoon. So I'm so excited.
0: That's right. That's right. You told me that. That's so exciting. <laughs> that's so. awesome. Well, congratulations again. That's going to be so much fun to finally get away on your honeymoon and know that he has a clean bill of health and life is good. Well, um, I would love for you to, um, I believe you already gave it to me. And if not, I'll get it from you. Share the link for the summit that you're having that's coming up in April as well. Yes, and I don't, share- even, I don't even think we
1: have the link ready yet, but we will have it. We'll, we'll link it somewhere below. It'll be ready soon.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we'll definitely get it out to the ladies and invite all the Masterpiece Women to join us. If you haven't registered on our website, and um you're listening to this podcast, make sure you go to masterpiecewomen.org and just sign up for our emails because I will be inviting you to the um the summit that Adrian's gonna have here in April. It's gonna be excellent. And I um will also share with you our great retreat that's coming up in South Florida in the fall. You wanna come down to South Florida and enjoy. So Yes. We'll definitely keep in touch and get that done. So Adrian, thank you. You're a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for being with us today. And is there anything you'd like to leave the ladies with before we close? Um,
1: I would just say whatever, whatever limiting belief you have, whatever, whatever fear is standing in front of you right now, or sometimes it's imposter syndrome, you know, like who am I to be doing this? Whatever, whatever resistance you're coming up against most, Use that as a compass and run towards it, not away from it. Because I guarantee your biggest breakthrough is on the other side of that
0: thing. I love that. That's great advice, girlfriend. I love that. Thank you, Adrian. You're awesome. Thank you for being with us, ladies. Once again, I want to remind you, February 3rd, you don't want to miss that event. And hop on um, Google, Spotify, or Apple to hear our podcast. And we're very thankful that you've been with us today, Adrian. Have a great day, ladies. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.